Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. God knows your needs. He knows your needs but even before you know what that need is. And He's already lined up someone or something to help you. Praise the Lord. Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe continuing her message titled, Believers Are Not Beggars. Speak the Word. It says as in James 3 in the God Word translation, it says all of us make a lot of mistakes. If someone doesn't make any mistakes when he speaks, he would be perfect. And when he's talking about perfect here, he's not meaning that you are perfect. Perfect in this case is saying that somebody that's mature, somebody that's grown, mature in the word. Not perfect, but mature. He would be able to control everything he does. Now think about that. He said, if you were to do this, you could control everything that you do. In verse 3 says, we put bits in the mouths of the horses to make them obey us. And they have control over everything they do just by, and I'm a farmer's daughter and I'm very well aware of the fact that when you had the uh, bit in a horse's mouth, that you control that horse, whatever he did, every which direction you wanted him to go in, you did it with the bit that was in his mouth. The same thing is true, he says, for ships. He says they're very big and are driven by strong winds, yet by using small rudders, pilots steer ships wherever they want them to go. Think about that. In verse 5, it says, In the same way, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it can brag about doing important things. As a matter of fact, it says, A large fire can be set on fire by a little flame. It only takes about one word of gossip to set a whole forest fire on fire. That's all it takes. And some of you in here don't like the way your life's going, but you don't think you have any control over it. But you do. You work all the jobs you want to work, but you keep on talking poverty, and you keep on talking lack, and you keep on talking death, and you keep on talking sickness, you ain't, that's all you're going to get. But if you'll change, if you'll change, I decided to change, and it made all the difference in my life. I made that change that day in Hampton, Virginia, when I gave my life to God. When I gave my life to Jesus, And he began to teach me the importance of the words coming out of my mouth. Did I get it right away? No. Have I fully learned it by now? No. But am I learning it more every day? Yes. You know why? Because I listen. Every day, I don't miss a day that I don't listen to the word or that I don't read the word. I hear the word. Every night I go to bed listening to it. Get up in the mornings listening to it. You don't have to do everything that I do, but you have to make an investment. And the one to make an investment in is Jesus Christ. He is the only one that can help you. Can only one that can get you out of it. I want to tell you that for the last two weeks, I've been experiencing this thing in my ear, in my right ear. Uh, actually, before that, uh, a few weeks prior to that, I experienced something with the right part of my 
face and David called the rescue and took me to the hospital and he had been in there a week before that and a week later I was there. But I want you to know that you're never there alone. David and I prayed before we left, before the rescue people got there, we prayed and it hit me just like that. I went out into my garage to get a bottle of water and when I got back in my kitchen, which was two steps, it hit me, you know? And we sat down and we began to pray and we prayed and didn't know what to pray. What does the Bible tell you to do when you don't know what to pray? Ask the Holy Spirit. He knows everything. He'll intercede for you. And so we and he and I began to pray in the Spirit. And then they came and got me and they took me. And I was there just overnight. I was there all day and, and night and next day. But I came out healthy, not a thing wrong. Not a thing, not a thing. Everything, every, every, all, all tests, everything was perfect. But then a week and a half, two ago, all of a sudden this thing in my ear started bothering me. And saints, it bothered me to the point I thought I was losing my mind. It was affecting my thinking. It was affecting my mind because there were different noises coming out of this ear. There's different sounds. I know you've heard of ringing of the ears and they have a name for it, but I think this is a little more than that. I think it was, a, it was an attack. It was a spiritual attack on me. So it was more than that because one time it would be one sound, then the next to turn my head a certain way, it would be worse, be a different sound. Lift my hand up, be a different sound. And, and it would continue to get worse. I prayed over it. Pastor prayed over it. And I went on, and the last few days, last week, the end of last week, last weekend, it was getting more regular. It got to the point for the last two days, it was steady. It didn't stop. It just steady in my, in my ear. And to the point to where all I wanted to do was just cry, but I kept praying. And I would take, I took sleep pills to go to sleep. I would plug in like I normally do to, I'd listen to the scriptures and take the sleep pills, I'd go to sleep, I took a pain pill, took everything I could, I'm trying to do my best to stop it. And so I'd go over to my guest house in my studio and I, and I would pray, I'd turn on my music loud and then I would just walk up and down there and just praying in the spirit, just praying in the spirit and then it would feel a little bit better. And then I had a friend, she, come, she came over, I called a friend, she came over. You know, it's always two is better than one. The Bible says, you know, where two come together to grant upon anything, it shall be. Amen. And so David and I prayed, but my friend Natasha and I prayed. And she prayed, uh, she prayed over me and we came into agreement. And I, 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 I confess the scriptures every day. I talk, talk the word. Uh, but, you know, no matter who you are and how much scripture you know in you, sometimes you can get to the point to where you can't even remember hardly that Jesus loves me can't remember any hardly any scriptures and, and I had reached that point and she was telling me and I knew what I needed to say I'd been saying I'd been praying, and she was saying well Pastor Joe you need to say this that and the other so later on that night I texted her and I said what did you say I should say <laughs> and so she topped it out for me on the text and, and so I put it on all my iPads and I put it on my smartphone and then I typed up the confession and of course I always added to it and I put it on my refrigerator and I put it on my cabinet in my bathroom. And all during the day, all day long, I would confess the word about the noise, you know, um, 
that the noise coming out of my ears that I was not moved by any noise coming out of my ear, that I was not moved by how it felt or, or what, I could, what I thought or what I could see or anything like that. I was only moved by the Word of God. And a few other things right now I can't think of, but I would confess in that. And on the second day, I woke up the next morning, gone. Gone. But I didn't talk to anybody about it. You know, I know David said one time, well, you want me to pray? And I said, no. I've already been prayed for. I've all, I'm healed. I'm already healed. It didn't look like I was healed. It didn't feel like I was healed. But God said I was healed. And this is what you need to understand, brothers and sisters. God says you're something. You are that. It doesn't matter what your neighbor says or what your body tells you or your flesh tells you. You are what God tells you. God said I was healed. And I'm healed. I didn't feel healed. I didn't look healed. But I got to the point to do this message, I had to take my phone and put it on low low worship music, one of the songs, I Worship You, and lay it beside of me and let it play softly as I, so I could work on this message. That was before the sound went away. Because I was, I, you, you persevere. Coming up here tonight, I was really nervous because I hadn't been up in a while. And the enemy was trying to tell me that I can't do it. But he would like nothing better than for me to sit down and never preach again. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. God has been too good to me. And he's too good to you. And so good to me. And he called me to preach this word. And as long as I got a breath in me, I'm going to be preaching this word. And I'm going to be praying for people and seeing people set free. And my, I know the Lord was showing me today, if there's anybody in this house tonight that needs to be delivered from whatever they need to be delivered from, what kind of sickness, depression, oppression, whatever it is, finance, it doesn't matter with God. With God, it doesn't matter with anything. That if you're willing, He's willing. And He's with you just as much as He was with me. And i tell you something else that I did too that I think was a turning point. You, I'm not advocating that you don't go to the doctor. I don't advocate that you cancel your doctor's appointment. You only do as the voice tells you. Amen. And make sure it's God's voice telling you. Amen. That's the only thing I ask you to do. But I know that I, I got to the point to where I told David, I said, David, I said, I'm, I'm going to have to call the doctor because this is affecting my mind. And he said, well, whatever you think you should do. And so I called the doctor and made the appointment, and I was supposed to have gone last Friday at 10.30, but I didn't have peace about it. I've been to the doctor before, and if I need to go, I'll go again. But that time, I didn't have peace about it. The Lord let me know it was a spiritual battle that I was fighting, and that the doctors couldn't help me. And so I, and so I called, and I told him, I said, I can't do this. And so I called the doctor and I told David, I said, I'm going to cancel my appointment. And so I did. I called Dr. Hart and I canceled my appointment. And, and, and just said, I, I canceled the appointment. I said, Lord, I believe I'm healed and you are the great physician. And I said, I trust you. And I said, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. I trust you. And two days later, I was totally well. Two days later. Two days later.
We've got to take the Lord more seriously. We have been in a time, and I know things look like it's slowing down a little bit, and they are in some areas, but no one knows what the future holds. Only God himself knows what the future holds. But you can start preparing yourself to be able to stand and face whatever the enemy brings your way. You are a lot stronger than you think you are. And you can endure and do a lot more than you think you can. Because I'm not one that I think I can do anything. And I can't, but through God, through Jesus Christ, he says through him I can do all things. And so that's what I'm gonna to continue to do as long as I'm living. You know, we think about Abraham, you know, uh, how, uh, that was one of the things I wanted to say earlier too, about the uh, natural standpoint that you think something is dead. You know, sometimes we think something is dead. Uh, we might think that's, you know, that it's dead and there's nothing else that we can do in the natural. But what we have to understand, and I wanted to get this in, is it does not matter if it's a dead body or dead organ, or dead kidney, a dead brain, or part of a brain. We serve a God that quickens and makes alive the dead regardless. And this is how he does it. He makes it alive by calling those things that be not as though they were, according to Romans 4.11. He speaks them into being. That's what I was just trying to tell you. Abraham did the same thing that God did and picked it up and started saying the same thing when God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. I know you're all familiar with this, but it says, as the scripture says, I have made you a father of many nations. Abraham believed when he stood in the presence of the God who gives life to dead people and calls into existence things that does not exist. When there was nothing left to hope for, Abraham still hoped and believed. How many in here have been in a point sometimes where you didn't think there was anything left to hope for? But you got to keep on. I remember one night... I guess it's, uh, well, one of the nights at the uh, revival that we had, the seven-day tent revival that we had back in April. But it took everything I had to get up and preach that message on that Wednesday night. And the whole time I was preaching, the devil kept telling me I need to sit down, that I was making a fool out of myself. And when I first came up here tonight, he was saying the same song. He's a liar. He's a liar. The same song. He didn't change. He doesn't change. But you know, I love the Lord, and I, you, I know you guys love the Lord, and I know that he's given me this word, Amen. and I know, it's, I know it's blessing you. Yes. It's going to help you to understand, maybe you see something a little uh, more than what you could see it before. But it says, when there was nothing left to hope for, Abraham still hoped, and he still believed. And as a result of his faith, he became the father of many nations, as he had been told. And that is how many descendants, he says, you will have. It says, Abraham didn't weaken through faith. He regarded the facts. Fact was, he was old, about 100 years old, and Sarah was unable to have children. These were the facts. He didn't doubt God's promise out of lack of faith. He was absolutely confident that God would do what he promised to do. Amen. It says that this was not only written for Abraham, but it was also written for our sakes too. What he's telling you is that he's the same God today. Yes, he is. 
as he was with Abraham. He's the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. He's the same God with you that he was with me. He's the same God with me as he was with Abraham. All I've got to do is keep on believing him and not doubting in my heart, but just keep on believing him. It says in Hebrews 11, 11 says, By faith Sarah, even though she was barren and beyond the proper age, was enabled to conceive a child because she considered him faithful. She considered him faithful who had promised. And so from one man, and he as good as dead, came the sinners as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. And Hebrews 10.23 says, We must continue to hold firmly to our declarations of faith. The one who made the promise is faithful. I cannot express to you strong enough. You have to know that God... You know, so many people are so concerned about what others think about you or what they say about you or you're afraid to do certain things in front of some people. But the only one that you should really be concerned about is God himself. He sees everything you do. He hears everything you say and never forgets it. And when, you, when you're speaking negative, and when you're talking poor and broke and sick and all this, it grieves him. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, God told um, Moses, he said, tell them I've heard what they've said. And he said, I'm going to give them what they said. You will get what you say. And I know that because the Bible says so. The Bible tells me I can have whatsoever I say. If I believe it. That's the key right there. You can have whatsoever you say, according to Mark eleven twenty three. You can have whatsoever you say, if you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth. But you've got to believe it in your heart. And you are going to get tested. I believe I was being tested. And I, I might, I'm probably still being tested. I don't know. But I do know that I'm going to persevere Amen. until the day Jesus comes or I go home. Hallelujah. I want you to keep in mind that Satan doesn't want you to move. He doesn't want you to grow. He doesn't want you to be blessed and to prosper. He doesn't want you to be healthy. What is so sad is that most people blame God for all of it. A lot of people blame God for their troubles. Satan wants you to blame God for your lack of finances. He wants you to blame God for your lack of healing or your health. And God, all he wants is for you to be in good health and to prosper in all your ways. The Bible says, even as your soul prospers. I know that every time the Lord is about to bring increase to me or move me to another level, Satan and his demons work overtime, filling me with hurt or something or causing me to get into strife or putting some kind of sickness on my body or to get me to feeling sorry for myself to get into self-pity. I'm sure you've been there. I ain't got time to preach all the things that he's been putting on me in the last couple of months. Not only with my physical self, but with my husband, uh, with my children, and with my grandchildren. He's doing everything in his power to distract me and to keep me down. But I got news for him. He's a liar. And ain't no devil in hell going to prevail against his church because he said so. I'm the overcomer here. 
if Jesus defeated the devil, then who are we battling? Jesus says he defeated him. And he led captivity astray. So if he defeated him, then I don't need to be fighting the battles. I just need to be having faith in the one that defeated him. Hallelujah. Why do you think he's always working to get you to come into agreement with him? Speaking words that will destroy you. Remember what I just said earlier, what it says in Job chapter 12, verse 11. In the Amplified Bible, it says, Is it not the task of the ear to discriminate between wise and unwise words, just as the mouth distinguishes between desirable and undesirable food? Some is true. Same is true about bringing those undesirable thoughts into captivity. As it tells us in 2 Corinthians, bring every thought into captivity that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. You have to stay on your guard at all times. Saints, the devil is always looking for a crack in your armor so that he can get in. And when he gets in, he can bring sickness on you or he will interfere with your finances or with your family. Anything that he can do to destroy you or to wipe you out. You have to be on your guard at all times. You can't just be passive and let him in. You just can't sit there and, and you can't be passive. That's right. You can't just sit there and let him take your life and do what he wants to with it when all you've got to do is open up your mouth and put a stop to him. You know, the Bible tells us in James, I think it's in James, so he said, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. And as a matter of fact, he says he will run in terror from you. So he's really afraid of you. He don't want me to stand up here and testify to you. He don't want me to stand up here and tell you how God made me the overcomer and how he was trying to take me down, but I overcame him. He don't want me to do that. And he'll do everything he can to stop me, but he'll do everything he can to stop you too. You guys out here, you've got dreams and you have goals. It doesn't have anything to do with your age. Whether you're young or old, we all have our dreams and we all have our goals. And you can accomplish every one of them if you put your trust into one that's going to make it happen. You can't do it on your own. And you don't know way you're going to do that is by listening to that still small voice and knowing that greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And that you can do all things through Christ Jesus to strengthen you. Speak the word to your body speak the word to your mind speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand this has been speak the word the bible teaching ministry of pastor joanne ramsey we're glad you've joined us for today's message Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, The Weapons of a Warrior. A Soldier's Handbook for Spiritual Warfare. Do you want to win your spiritual battles against Satan's attacks? In this book, The Weapons of a Warrior, she teaches that when you're in a faith battle, you are there to invade, not retreat. Are you prepared to stand with God at all costs? Pastor Joe shares how God equips you with strength 
wisdom, and discernment through His Spirit to stay strong, not only in spiritual warfare, but in daily living. Today, we'd like to send you Pastor Joe's book, The Weapons of a Warrior, a soldier's handbook for spiritual warfare, with your love gift to speak the word ministries of any amount. We're suggesting a gift of $20 or more. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card at 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. Now, here again is Pastor Joe. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me utterance. I thank you, God, for giving me strength. I thank you, Father, that you said, let the weak say they're strong. So, Lord, we all declare in here tonight that we're strong in you, Lord. You didn't tell us to be strong in ourselves. You told us to be strong in you. So I declare tonight, Lord, that we're all strong in you. And we put our trust in you. We put our faith in you. And Father, I speak blessings over each and every one in here tonight and declare that we truly are more than overcomers, that you have made us the head and not the tail, that you have made us above and not beneath, and that we will not give up. We will never cease to fight, and we will continue to stand when we have done all that we can do. We will continue to stand, and we will continue to put our trust in you, knowing that no devil in hell will prevail against your church. And Father, we thank you for this word. I thank you for all those that received it in faith, Lord. And I thank you for all those that are going to receive their miracle. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. And join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word